0: Once there was a time when all the elements of earth, sea, and sky lived on the land together in many, many villages.
1: Many years ago, back in the old country, there lived a holy sweet couple who loved each other so very much.
2: A long time ago, in a village, somewhere in Tamil Nadu, they lived a mother. There was one. A man
1: tall and handsome, who met a a woman beautiful
2: and elegant. And they fell in love with each other. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. Next to my front door, there is a mirror. I always check my lipstick and hair before leaving the house. Call it vain, but I don't want spinach in my teeth when I'm going out. As I was on my way out the door one evening, right before a show, I was touching up my lipstick and said on a whim, Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Define fair. Excuse me? Fair meaning equal and just? Fair isn't most beautiful. Fair is subjective, subjective. my dear. You are avoiding the question. You are going going to be late late for your show. show. This conversation isn't over. I swept out of the hall, making sure to close the door hard enough to rattle the mirror a little bit. From inside the house, I heard it exclaim, RUDE! It may have been rude, but it was not as rude as many other fairy tale characters like The Wolf and Little Red Riding Hood. The stories for this episode of the podcast are stories you think you know, but maybe not the way you are about to hear them. And while this first story is Little Red Riding Hood, I doubt you've heard this version, as told by a storyteller from Phoenix, Sean Bouvala, titled The Other Wolf.
1: Some of the stories I'm about to tell you, you will think you know you don't little red riding hood no red riding hood not god red riding hood. <laughs> little red oh my goodness little red riding hood mother grandmother was very ill and her mother packed a bag of goodies a basket of goodies put breads and wines and all the things that grandma would need to make herself feel better she put it into the basket, and she sent R- Little Red Riding Hood on her way, and she said, do not tarry, do not dawdle, do not delay. Go directly to Grandma's house. Talk to no one along the way. Be gone with you. Go to Grandma's house. Well, Little Red Riding Hood made her way as she was supposed to. La, 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 She made her way there. But as she got there and got close, a large wolf stepped out of the forest and said hey red what's up how you been girl and little red riding hood said I do not speak to strangers or wolves or strange wolves wolves who are strange wolf said uh, eh, that's fine but I got a question for you uh, kind of wondering uh, what's in the basket And she said, I have goodies in the basket, goodies that will make Grandma feel better. Hmm, that's great. So I was wondering, uh, you ever think about sharing your goodies? I mean, I could use some goodies, I'm kind of hungry. I do not share goodies with anyone. You may not have them, Mr. Wolf. Stop speaking to me. He said, no, this is going to go a lot easier for you if you share those goodies, because, uh, you know, I'm hungry. So give up the goodies. I'm not going to give up goodies for anyone. I'm going to Grandma's house. Stop speaking to me. Be gone, Wolf. I'm done with you and your dirty toothpick. Get out of here. I don't want you anymore. And with that, she began to run towards Grandma's house, faster and faster and faster running. And then, Wolf, he was not done with this. He needed some goodies. He was on his way, and he's following behind her. And she's running faster and faster until she gets to Grandma's house. Faster, she's barely ahead of the wolf. Faster and faster. Brrr, that wolf behind. And she gets to Grandma's house. She runs inside. She gets inside, drops her basket, slams her body against the door. And she says to Grandma, Grandma! There's a wolf following me! And Grandma says, child, do not worry. We'll take care of it. And with that, the wolf hits the door. Let me in. I need some goodies and some grandmas and some little red riding goods. I'm starving. Grandma, he's outside against the door. Don't worry, child. He's going to make a mistake. I got it. And the wolf continued. (laughs) They could hear him outside, slobbering, outside the door. He's scratching on the door, trying to get it open. He's moving around the side. He's looking in the windows. He's looking inside the windows. And she, What are we going to do? Child, don't worry. He's going to make a mistake. Well, the wolf, he persisted for a long time, Little Red Riding Hood holding the door shut. And after some time, the wolf said, Forget this noise. I'm gonna wait you out. And with that the wolf jumped up on top of the roof. He's going up on the roof! The roof! The wolf is on the roof! He's up there! Don't worry, child. He's gonna make a mistake. And the wolf sat on that roof for a while, but then he kinda of got settled in and he started to fall asleep and he started to snore. I told you he's going to make a mistake, and I think he just did. Now, child, here's what I want you to do. Yesterday, I made sausages. I boiled some sausages, and that pan of water is still on the stove. I want you to take that pan of water. I want you to carry it out the door. And while that wolf's asleep, I want you to pour that water into the trough you know, the feeding trough outside, the water trough outside. I want you to pour that water in there, and then you quietly come back in the house. And that wolf is going to make his second mistake. Well, Little Red Riding Hood did what she was supposed to do. She grabbed that big old pot of water. She went to the front door. She opened that door. She picked up that pot with the wolf sleeping on the top. She took that and she began to pour that water into the trough. And she took that, threw that pot back inside, ran inside, slammed the door. And the wolf and the grandma said, now, watch this mistake. And with that, they waited. But that smell of sausage water came up that trough like this, came up the side of that trough, wafting up there, kind of came over the roof of that house, and that sausage water smell hit that wolf in the nose. (laughs) And he could smell fresh sausages. Ooh! He was ready for some food because he didn't get any goodies before. He's ready for some food. Oh, he smelled that sausage water. That woke him up. And he started to look around. Where is that sausage water smell coming from? Where is that? Oh, it's coming from the side. And so we got closer and closer and closer to the edge of that roof with that smell. Coming up, coming up, coming up. Oh, he's smelling it. He gets to the edge of that roof, and he waits. Mmm, that smells so good. Getting closer and closer to the edge of that roof. That smells so good. Oh, that smells so good. And with that, he slipped from the roof. And he fell right inside the trough. But the trough was full of greasy, nasty sausage water. And he couldn't grab hold of the side of that trough. And so the little nasty pieces of grease got in his nose at his mouth that he couldn't breathe, and that wolf drowned. (laughs) And from that day, you can bet that the wolves of the forest never again bothered Little Red Riding Hood or that super-tricky grandma ever again.
2: For some, sleep evades you like a golden ball at the bottom of a well. If you experience sleepless nights, ask your local apothecary about Briarosa, the first sleep medication that will help you sleep like royalty under a spell. Lack of sleep can lead to making mistakes and short tempers. We all remember when the king couldn't sleep, went a little crazy, ran naked through the forest and burned half of it down? If he had Briarosa, he would have gotten a good night's sleep and the forest would not be ashes. Briarosa has two layers, one made of herbs including valerian, chamomile, and poppy. The second layer is white magic and was designed in the lab by our good elves who got their spell directly from the fairy who saved Sleeping Beauty. Don't take Briar Rosa if you're going to ride a horse or drive a wagon. Some side effects include sleepwalking, eating, or driving while not fully awake with memory loss for the event. Other side effects, such as groggy feelings, swelling of the nose or toes, respirator's growth, or sleeping for a decade may occur. Abnormal behaviors, such as being more outgoing or aggressive than normal, confusion, agitation, and hallucinations can occur. Don't take with meat or beer as it may increase these behaviors. If you sleep for longer than a week, your doctor may prescribe the kiss of a prince. If you have any of these side effects, contact your apothecary or local herb woman immediately. Don't spend your day sleepwalking. Talk to your witch doctor about Briar Rosa today. I was on my way out the door again, and I was feeling pretty sharp. I had on my red boots, a flowing lace shirt, and my hair was curling perfectly in the late summer humidity. I stopped at the mirror and applied my lipstick while considering my next words carefully. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest in this hall? There is no one else in the house except you. Answer the question. You. You are the fairest in this this hall. Darn straight. Woo! See you at midnight, magic mirror. Wear a coat. It is going to rain later. I had to be home by midnight because I like my sleep, but Cinderella had a very different reason to head home early. The next story is told by Megan Hicks and is a twist on the story about a girl, a shoe, and a magical friend.
0: And I want to close out my part of this festival with groundhog godmother. Cinderella's stepsisters were getting really impatient. They said, would you put down that mop and get ready for the ball? You're going to make us late. Cinderella said, guys, 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 the scullery floor has not been cleaned since Tuesday. I got to alphabetize the spice rack. I got to weed the garden. I don't have time to go to the ball. All right, be a drudge, they said. It's up to you. And they went off to get ready. Well, that night, the scullery floor was gleaming. The spice rack was in dewey decimal order. Cinderella was out on her knees in the garden, weeding the curly endive. Lights from the palace reflected off the night sky. Music wafted on the air. She sighed and wondered if there would be anything she would ever enjoy as much as, apparently, her stepsisters enjoyed dressing up in skimpy little dresses and hanging out at royal balls. There was a voice behind her. The voice said, You want to go? It's not too late. I'll get you there in five minutes flat. She wheeled around to see who was talking. No one stood there, just just, just a fat groundhog sitting on its haunches, eating slugs from the beer trap she had set out the night before. The groundhog held a slug up in the air to admire it. She says, you know, I love this beer marinade thing you got going on. (laughs) Great texture, low sodium, wonderful flavor. She popped the slug in her mouth, swallowed it in one gulp, and stifled a little burp. Cinderella stared dumbstruck. The groundhog said, so you going to the ball or aren't you? Why would I want to? Well, because you would be beautiful and enigmatic. The women would be jealous of you. The men would want to hold you in their arms. And I think the prince might even fall in love with you, huh? I get it, she said. Like, like a Nora Ephron movie, huh? <laughs> well, except, see, I am not beautiful. <laughs> I'm about as enigmatic as a cold shower, I don't even own a dress, and besides that, for that kind of thing, you need a fairy godmother to put it all together. I don't have one of those either. Well, said the groundhog, you yeah, know, I, I admit your appearance is rather plain, and, and your taste in clothes is subdued. Yes, and, and your personality is coming across to me as very um, blunt. And, you know, while you don't have a regulation fairy godmother... You do have me. Here she flourished a magic wand and fairy dust went flying everywhere. Cinderella said, Right. And you are your fairy groundhog, for heaven's sake. Isn't that patently obvious? (laughs) Right, right, right. My fairy groundhog. Why do I have a fairy groundhog? The little creature's shoulders slumped. She said, You're disappointed. They warned me. They told me no human being with a shred of intelligence would give me any credence. All right, all right. I know. I'm defeated. I'll never get to test my magic. I'll never get to try out if the silly wand does anything besides spit glitter. (laughs) Who is this they you keep referring to, said Cinderella? My instructors, the faculty at Gaga. Gaga? Gaga. Gaga. Grimm's Accredited Godmother Academy. (laughs) I'm in my final year. You were supposed to be my senior project. See, I'm to find a disconsolate ingenue, a young martyr if I possibly can. I give her a hair, face, wardrobe makeover. I send her off to a social function, fix it so she finds true love. At least, that's what I was supposed to do. I see. I'm not helping any, am I? No, you are not. All right, I'll go to the frigging ball, said Cinderella. Just please, please, please don't make me wear ringlets and no foundation garments. Put me in something simple and black. Well, the fairy groundhog got right to work, and within 15 minutes, there stood Cinderella dressed in a long black silk skirt, long sleeve black silk T-shirt. Her hair combed, her fingers manicured. She caught her reflection in the patio door, and she said, Whoa, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Well, we're not done, said the groundhog. We have to accessorize. It's 20% of my grade. The <laughs> wand flew. Ping! Gold hoops decorated Cinderella's ears. Zing! A diamond pendant hung at her throat. Ding! a Gucci bag draped off her shoulder. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo! Cinderella found herself tottering in four-inch glass high heel slippers. She said, hey, lose the shoes right this minute. The shoes, no, I can't do it. I can't do it, said the groundhog. The shoes are mandatory. It's the test for permanent transmogrification. We've got to do the shoes. Well, listen, if you want me to go to a function... A social function, i got to be able to walk. Do something now. So in a half-hearted attempt at passive aggression, the groundhog turned the four-inch glass high heel pumps into Converse All-Stars. Glass, 16-hole lace-up tennis shoes. She said, all right, is that better, little Missy? Cinderella looked down and she said, oh, these are awesome. Oh, well, hm. Now, to get you to the ball, uh, you want a coach or a limousine? What's wrong with the taxicab? So the wand flew again, and there stood a green and black vintage checker cab idling in the driveway. Yes, said Cinderella. Now the groundhog was about to tell the girl to be home by midnight, whatever else she did, but Cinderella rendered her speechless by scooping her up and stowing her in the Gucci bag. What do you think you're doing, said the groundhog. Cinderella looked down and said, I am making sure I have somebody to talk to once I get to this social function. Well, as it turned out, Cinderella had a ball. By the time she arrived, the prince had passed out under the table, so that was one thing she didn't have to worry about. Her two stepsisters caught sight of her from across the crowded ballroom, but before they could come squealing with their air kisses, the caterer, mistook her for one of his own black-uniformed crew, sent her off to the kitchen for a fresh tray of hors d'oeuvres. And in this way, Cinderella found herself happily occupied with the courteous, well-spoken caterer whose sparkling eyes and balding pattern she found irresistible. (laughs) Now, the groundhog feasted on escargot until she had eaten herself into oblivion. She snored among the soft folds of the Gucci bag until the gong of the midnight clock awakened her. (sighs) Midnight, she said. Oh, no, I blew it. She scrambled to the top of the bag. She said, oh, 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 Cinderella, Cinderella, quickly. We got to fly. The magic wears off at midnight. Come on, girl, we got to go. We got to go. But at this point, Cinderella heard nothing but the flutter of her own smitten heart. She and the caterer were locked in fond embrace right beside the walk-in freezer sharing love's first kiss. It was a long kiss, too. It lasted all 12 gongs of the clock. And in the ensuing silence, a soft bing, zing, ding signaled Cinderella's return to normal. There she stood, frizzy hair, grubby fingernails, flannel work shirt, torn jeans, The caterer took one step backward, grinned at her, and he said, hey, that is a cool trick. (laughs) And he resumed the kiss. Now, it happens that the fairy groundhog passed her senior project with distinction. She graduated from Gaga summa cum laude, but she never went on to get her full certification of licensed certified fairy godmother, because in her senior practicum, they had to watch some Disney movies. And she realized that American fairy godmothers show up for work with bad hair and bad prom dresses on. Not going to do it. She said, I do have my standards. So she opened a little lunchroom in Gobbler's Knob, Pennsylvania. Smashing success. Cinderella keeps her stocked with marinated slugs. Her catering friend is generous with cooking tips and recipes. Now, as a result of that one social outing, Cinderella. She is a full partner in a thriving restaurant business. She's engaged to a prince of a sweetheart. And let me tell you something, that girl's got footwear her two stepsisters would kill for. (laughs) Thank you so much for a great weekend.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show notes and more information about the storytellers you heard today can be found at StoryStoryPodcast.com forward slash episode 28. Show the love. Find Sean Duvala and Megan Hicks on Facebook and the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. In fairy tales, the magic number is three. So I have three things for you to do. One, like and rate the show on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Two, join the mailing list. You will get a link to the podcast delivered to your inbox, plus news and other storytelling-related goodness. Three, consider becoming a supporter. For as little as $4, the price of a used book, you help support the podcast and will get access to a story story short, which is what it sounds like, an extra story just for the patrons. The short for this episode is by Alton Chung. You can find out how to support the podcast and join the mailing list at storystorypodcast.com and a thank you as deep as the well that hid the giant's heart to those who are donating. If you would like to stay connected, you can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. Please come say hello. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. Next episode, there are hungry and cruel animals in the forest who want nothing more than to eat smaller but clever animals. I hope you'll join me again, and until then, live happily ever after. The wedding lasted for seven days.
0: I would cross twenty-seven countries, wear out three pairs of boots, battle two giants, and the grandmother of all witches, Baba Yaga, before I was reunited with my frog princess. But that's a story for another
2: time. The last thing he said before he died was a curse on anyone who would dare to go singing with the fairies. Just because a story is strange. Do not mistake, it can also be true.